0: Welcome to David's Podcast. David. What's up, everyone? This is going to be my last podcast today. I don't know if I'm going to release it or not, depending on how well it goes. But uh, this is actually something I wanted to talk about for a while. Um, because it, this subject we're gonna be talking about so many people have a uh, mistaken idea that this particular thing that we're gonna be talking about is um, almost infallible or not, if it's not if not infallible then it is um, <coughs> you know more you know useful than not or something along these lines um, or that it's based on science and fact or something. when it actually isn't. Um, what it is is it's actually made up. Um, but because people don't really realize this, actually science in fact is made up usually too, but that's different subject. Not meaning That doesn't necessarily mean that it's untrue. It means that... Um, well, there's many different understandings to bring to bear on this one, but basically, you could think of it this way. You have a house that you're living in. Uh, and the floor and the walls and things that you're seeing and the things that you touch is what's reality. Or at least... A part of reality that you you're able to sense and be aware of, at least partially, at least to a small extent. Uh, and then there's the concepts related to this whatever it is, like table, chair, phone, things like this. Uh, and those things aren't necessarily; they're also partly reality, but they're mostly just concepts overlaid on top of reality. and this particular thing we're gonna be talking about is actually worse than even this Um, and it doesn't really have give you it doesn't really actually have the same effects in some ways now don't get me wrong the thing we're gonna be talking about actually uh, agree uh, should be you know important uh, but I don't think it should be the end-all be-all things because it doesn't, you know, it, it's a flawed mechanism mm-hmm. and more importantly, it's also made-up. Um, more so than other things, you know, most ideas, many ideas are um, part part of, or can, can help you relate to reality. Um, some, some of them are more effective and more true than others. Um, but some some of these ideas you can use to uh, understand and work with reality Uh, but most ideas and concepts you really can't um, in the same ways they're not useful but they're not uh, in the same league as others Um, now one can also argue that reality itself is it's more than just this physical world that we're in but that's another subject, I might go into that in another episode, but uh, so we're going to be talking about this this almost like an idealized it seems like idea called reason Uh, people think a lot of these rationalist-minded people have this idea that, oh, you know, the world should you know, have more reason and logic and all these things. Um, and with it, you know, we would be, you know, we wouldn't be where we are and stuff like this. Well, that's partly true. The second part is definitely true, but that's another subject. Well, the first part is. Only slightly, partly true. The second part is definitely true, but um, that was only because of the time frame that we they are in. But it's another subject. Um, And so, when you're in this certain level, um, reason is actually important and useful, Um, especially if you're you know stage blue or red and the spiral dynamics thing um although at those stages they don't really use this and they probably can't use this because they're not they don't, they're do not they not really developed enough in a lot of ways to use this or if they do use it they co-opt it which is you know the problem with this idea of reason in the first place um that a lot of these people have um Number one, so in order for us to understand what I'm talking about here, I'm going to go into what their definition of reason is, and I'm I'm going to be very uh, general here, so I don't uh, avoid you know falling into the trap of semantics and word plays and you know different word salads that they sometimes can use. Um, or not they necessarily, but philosophers and other types of people. So, the idea of reason, uh, this this particularly comes from like I think it's around the Enlightenment area, era. Um, what, what it is, is the ability to rationally um, make a decision, or to. Converse with others. Um, that you know that involves not you know, doing certain things. Uh, there's a lot of these logical fallacies and things like this um, that that they put in place. Uh, that that actually came later, but that's another subject. Um, and so you have these different. Uh, basically, they're like don'ts. Uh, involved in this idea of reason, that they, <clears throat> and while they're they're right, um, but they don't understand. Well, there's a couple of things they don't understand. Uh, one of them, most important understandings, that they don't really understand, um, and mostly it's because of the stage of they're in. Most of them are in stage orange, but what they don't understand is how the mind. Um, not just how, not only just how the mind works, but why the mind does what it does, and why that's important to understand. Because if you if you're at stage orange and um, even at stage green to a certain extent as well, um, and so especially in certain areas, um, if you if you aren't really aware of why you're not not. Um, because a lot of this, the orange-minded people may understand, like, very specific things about the mind that relate to science and, you know, things like that. But that's not really what I'm talking about here. Um, what I'm talking about is a very much more fundamental thing that actually isn't, um, well, it's, it's more broadly based than just science. Um, and it has some elements of psychology and science and things like this, but it's more about what the mind initially is and why reason itself is actually flawed in a lot of ways. Um, because it doesn't, because they don't understand what the mind, why the mind does what it does. Um, there's a couple of places to go to for this information. You can go to a YouTube video, um, there's a two-part series that really goes into depth about the basics of this, um, called Understanding Survival, uh, Part 1 and 2. It doesn't just have to do with physical survival, it has to do with other kinds of survival, relating to your identity or ideas that go against your own. Whatever it might be, um, so this is one of the reasons why it goes against reason. This idea of reason, uh, this is one other one. One of the problems um, with this idea of reason is that it doesn't work. It doesn't well, not, not that it doesn't work. It's it doesn't fit all of the patterns of the mind, and it can fit all the patterns of mind. The mind is not um, this, the mind is not this way and it can't really even be this way, uh, especially in, in uh, what I'm going to call moments of uh, <clears throat> distress, not necessarily emotional distress, but um, survival distress, which does often seem to lead to emotional distress with us on as a subject. Um, and so when you have these things like identity people don't really people underestimate how powerful identity is and how much that actually controls what you're doing why you're doing what you're doing why um, n- but not just this but what um, the result of those two things are Um, also um, so I'm going to try and put this simply which is pretty hard to do with identity because it's a very broadly and very general term and very general purpose and that's for a reason actually because identity is such a not only is it such a broad thing it's also very um, it's also probably the one of the most uh, manipulative things in the arsenal of the mind in a way. In a lot of ways. Um, It's the main arsenal of the mind, but uh, it's not the only arsenal. Um, And there's a bunch of different subcategories that, if not come from and are part of identity, They then are related to the identity. And this happens in a myriad of ways Um, if it's not about the identity itself or creating the identity or or expanding it or controlling it or preserving it it's about um, uh, well if it's not about the identity itself it's about preserving it or controlling things that go against it in some way so the mind isn't really this way the way that they um, think or hope would be Whether they admit this or not That's one thing um, And they do I suppose Admit it and see it But the problem is Is they don't They think That This This idea of reason it, it almost seems like To the way that I've seen And understood The way they look at reason It almost seems like A universal principle To them But it's not It doesn't work this way At all it's not a universal principle um and probably the biggest probably the biggest um i am going to use for it the biggest kick in the ass for them is, it, is that it's made up it doesn't really um work the way they think it works well not that it doesn't work the way they think it works it, it doesn't Um, Well, there's many things to unpack on this one, but uh, when you're looking at reason itself, this idea that they have about how, oh, you need to be a reasonable person. We need to bring back reasoned arguments and all this stuff. Um, Number one, um, this is based on their own definitions of what reasoned arguments are or what reason is. to one culture, reason could be completely different, and they they would use different terms for it, whatever those terms would be, Um, because reason isn't really, um, um, it's more of a philosophy than it is anything else, and if you're not aware that it isn't universal, or that it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? made up I suppose you you will be controlled by and directed by this this thing which isn't really all conclusive Uh, that's hard to explain because people you know have this idea it's a problem with the mind in the first and and really in general is that the mind has this idea of uh, and then or it finds like a certain like idea or understanding or philosophy or whatever it is, religion, um, and it says this. This sounds right, and then it gives it validity and this importance. And so the next thing you know, you're you're blinded to anything that 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 shows this thing to be flawed. A lot of you know, religious people fall into this, unless white ladder people see the flaws of religion and then they turn to other things. are like, well, there has to be something. What about science? What about reason? But there are flaws with um, this idea of reason and science, even. Uh, there have been examples where science has been not only has science been wrong, but completely scientists and uh you know people like that who are uh in these disciplines of you know being a doctor or whatever have completely ignored evidence in favor of their uh, own beliefs um not even their own beliefs but what what was considered to be accepted uh truth at that time um and, this is one of the main problems with reason, is that you're, because they think, th- they have had this idea that, um, if you argue your points properly and rationally, you, you, what, you'll somebody, um, but that doesn't really, it's not really how the mind works. Um, the only reason why it works that way for you is because you're at a certain stage whether that stage is advanced or not, it's, it's all based on your interp- interpretation, your understandings. And if your understandings are different than this, if you're, I don't know, stage green or yellow, and stage green just tend to, um, if not ignore the, the ideas of stage orange or try and stop them, then they have dot. they have um what's the word i'm looking for not ignore them not stop them not um been adversary towards them but um adapted them changed them a little bit to fit to fit stage greens understandings um so what all the stages do they fit they change um more completely get rid of Previous stages, um, understandings, so that they can you know go to that next stage. It was stage orange or green or whatever. Um, that that's a complicated thing to go into. I might do an episode, but um, it's more important to explain and understand that. Um, you know, because so many people have. You know, it's so interesting to see a lot of these stage orange people who, uh, go into, um, who have, you know, seen the light when it comes to, you know, religious institutions and religious people, but then they fall into the same trap. But then, and they don't realize what is happening, um, because they haven't really and observed themselves, they haven't observed others. They haven't observed why this happens. They observe why it happens. But um when it comes to religion, it's a different type of indoctrin um well not really indoctrination, but it's a different type of action that happens. Uh, that keeps you, you know, stuck in in this um this paradigm that you have, whether it be religion or whatever it is. Um you know if you don't know more about these different stages um, I recommend you watch certain videos from actualized org um, they're all about the spiral dynamics you know, stages purple through um, turquoise they're all on YouTube um, basically we're dealing with at this point is a change in our perspective but because we don't actually realize it's actually a perspective or a position um, we we start thinking of it as true or universal. Um libertarians actually do this I didn't even realize this but actually uh actualized that org made a video about how libertarians you know about, about libertarianism and he's actually right, I didn't really realize this. I mean, I thought, I realized why it was happening. I mean, I realized part of it, but, uh, they do the same thing in a way. Except so they're, they're a little bit, it's a little bit more overt with them, but it's, uh, still, it still happens. Um, but because of the, of the later, the higher, the, uh, the la- later parts of the later stages, like stage orange and green... Um, it's harder to spot this happening, um, because it's not at at these later stages about being indoctrinated so much as it is about, um, uh, what actualized.org calls default positions. I think this is a really good example of what a default position is. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, these things. but when they're the only things that are, you know, when they're considered to be universal it's when the problems start to come in. Because these ideas, like all ideas, are created by, you know, mankind are flawed <clears throat> in some way or another. Uh, and some of them are less flawed than others, and uh, some of them are a little bit better at handling the flaws than others. But when it comes to things like reason, which reason is a little bit better about it than other things, but has the same kind of problem because not necessarily because of the thing itself, but because of the mind. The mind is a certainty. Hold on to holding on to machine. It's all about finding certainty. Um, it's one of the strangest things. Like if you're not aware of what your mind is, it's about about of if you're unaware of what your mind is doing you're probably going to be caught up in, it, in its um, ideas and its giving to importance things and uh, um, calling things universal uh, things like this A good example of this idea of universal being questioned is it's really funny um I believe it was, I forget exactly what we, we can search for on YouTube, but uh, George Carlin did a bit about these you know, so-called universal rights that are in the Constitution, like um, and these certain inalienable, inalienable rights that we have, or that we think we have, um, and how they're not actually universal. Was that actually a good point It's one of those problems with these ideas of universal rights, or inalienable rights, is that if they're inalienable, or whatever you want to call them, why are they always being violated? What is happening here? Is Are they actually rights, or are these things just made up concepts from mankind? one of the problems you know that's one of the reasons actually lately why I'm kind of like trying to it doesn't always work uh, don't get me wrong but why I'm uh, constantly trying to not get too um, much into judgment when it comes to things like and especially when it comes to politics because you know, like I said, nothing is universal for, for the most part, if, if at all, um, especially when it comes to these ideas like rights and whatever else it is, there's all these problems with having this, this, this assumption, this idea. Even if, even if your particular I, I, and your particular doctrine is correct it's only correct in certain circumstances. Um. So I'm trying to give you like a good example of this. So you could have a discussion of philosophy in a, you know, classroom or something. But if you you go into the streets and you talk to a homeless person about philosophy, they're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about most likely. Um, unless they're really learned or something, unless they're really educated, in which case they're you know, unusual, even for even if they're not a homeless person, they still probably wouldn't know that much about philosophy. And so, even if your ideas are correct, they're only correct in certain areas. It's a very crude, um, certainly very good example, but um, it's a way of showing you how this works. Um, it's why it's important to understand different perspectives and seeing them for what they really are. That's not always easy thing to do um, because, like I said, it's a. It's not just <clears throat> I made an episode about this a long time ago on this podcast, but uh <clears throat> your sub labels. Because it's not just about your 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 judgments that you hear. Like, um, for instance, you have a judgment like, oh, this guy's Republican. Um, it's not just about that judgment. It's about the the sub-judgments that come with this. It could be like 10 or 20 of different sub-judgments that you have related to this. Um, and so, I forget where I was going with this, but... One of the things too, uh, I really like pointing out because so many people are unaware of themselves, unaware of the ways in which your mind does things and tries to do things and tries to uh, keep things in a sort of illusion of stability. Um, tries to uh, find or keep this illusion of security. Uh, security is an illusion. Stability is an illusion. Um, and certainty is an illusion. Because what you think you know today what you think you're certain of today could be completely wrong tomorrow. Um, you know, for, for the longest time people thought that the earth that for the longest time people thought that the uh, sun revolved around the earth until things changed and then people realized until you know evidence showed differently or you know people thought for the longest time that um we had to have, there had to be like an ether in the air um and nowadays there, we most people don't believe in that type of thing um so there's been many different like things that many people thought were correct and they were pretty certain about and then you know a couple years couple hundred years came along and then everything just changed. certainty is very fragmentary very uh, not fragmentary very uh, wispy uh, very like thin veneer of you know the mind of, of you know knowing it doesn't really you know certainty doesn't really exist because like I said certainty follows around this idea that something has to be universal or that it is completely accurate or true um i could give about a million examples of how the certainty has turned out to be wrong even in science even in um whenever it is you're studying things turn out to be wrong or things that people thought were wrong actually turned out to be right Uh, so the the inverse is also true so reason can't really tell you this you don't really get I mean you can get this understanding don't get me wrong from this idea of reason but it doesn't really give you this you have to like Look beyond these under this particular framework. It can be a useful part of your your framework that you're using. Uh, don't get me wrong, and it is in in so many ways. Um, but uh, it's not the only framework, and it's not even possibly not even the only useful framework. Because whatever. Um, model that you use is only well number one is only as useful as it's only as, as effective as you know how to use it or that you as, or as effective as you are as a person or as you um, are trying to be here and also it's only as, as effective as the model itself the model itself is not the Territory that the model is trying to point to. And the map is not the territory. It's one of those things they had to learn. Because you know a lot of people. They get stuck in theories. And this, this like. Philosophizing and speculating that happens. And judgments that happen. And. They're not looking to. Reality itself. In my case I was I was really doing that with reality it's well well that too but also with the mind itself sometimes you if you're not observing what you're what you have an idea about what if you're not testing this in some way or looking at it at least and observing it and trying to find out if it's true or not and why if it is why and if it isn't why not and if there's parts of it that are true you can add that in, or at least moderately true. And so it's not just about observing things based on a certain framework, a certain like idea. It's also about finding and understanding how this framework and ideas is wrong and you know isn't necessarily completely going to be helping you in the situation. Like asking questions what are the consequences of this what does this mean if this is you know true what does this mean if it's false how can I know more of you know how this works um, why does this happen I usually don't use why though because it often leads to more negativity uh, instead I usually ask questions like What How And sometimes why But usually the why comes after the What's in the how's Um Or whatever the question that you're Looking at And when you're trying to answer These questions don't like try and speculate Uh just look At whatever Whatever it is that you're asking questions about and observe. Is this correct? Is it whatever it is that is you're looking at? Because um, you can speculate all day and night. You can, philosoph- you can philosophize all you want, but you're not really getting to the truth of reality, what reality really is. And then there's a certain point where asking these questions is kind of pointless. When you're... Either when you've gotten to such an extent where you may know a lot of them, and so you can become more effective at dealing with whatever this thing is. At least a more... um, You have an understanding of what it is and why it is and whatnot. Um, But... you can also just not use it when when you don't need to. Um, some of you all get stuck in the concepts. Um, even when there, there's no real need for it. And it's not necessarily their fault for the most part. It's just the, mind, the way the mind works. Um, Make an in-depth episode about how how the mind works. Uh, I've I've done a few of those before. I'm gonna go do it in a different way, maybe, or uh, explaining not necessarily how the mind works in theory, but uh, examples and understandings and whatnot. Because your mind, people may not realize this. but the mind is the ruler of all things that you're, all all the stuff that's happening in society and culture, government. It's not happening from some outside source. Who do you think's making a, or enforcing the laws? It's the mind itself. The mind is all about laws and rules and guidelines and labeling reality, trying to understand trying to figure everything out but that's not always uh, useful and helpful for what you're trying to do Um, not that it's wrong but uh, I find that what happens is the mind is too obsessed with a certain thing um, and one thing, a couple things happen because of this. You you lose your focus. You lose the true, like, um, creative focus that helps you to discern a lot more and a lot uh, quicker. And you lose, in a lot of ways, you lose a lot of the knowledge that you have gain because you're doing so much reading about whatever is you're looking at Uh, that your memory is too cluttered with things or that that your memory is too cluttered with things that you forget things Um, because your memory is actually pretty fallible in a lot of ways Um, and so I mean, if if you're if you're in that stage where you are obsessed about whatever it is you're trying to find an answer or be uh, finding some kind of certainty, you know, look at why this is, what is causing this, and then observe it. Like, what is causing this? What are the consequences of this? And then observe it. Like, or you can basically reason it out. Like with the consequences. The consequences are many and varied in this one particular instance. Um, I can get to very specific um, conclusions based on this one example that I gave you here of, you know, being obsessed about finding certainty or finding the one true path or whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, and these questions they're not really uh, they're not just mental masturbation I mean they can be if you're just sitting there speculating to yourself and thinking about what the answer is and to some extent that's what what, uh, asking questions like what are the consequences of this is, but it's more about observing what the consequences either are now or have been in the past, uh, which means you know looking at what your memory memory has um, in its banks or whatever. Um, so. So anyways, it's a long episode, but uh, it's one of those problems that I, I don't think think people realize. Like it's it's not just about this one particular idea. Um I mean you could take anything, literally pretty much anything, um that you take as a universality or as some kind of absolute. Um and even in those instances even with something like science you know, because like I said there have been times when the consensus has completely been wrong when it comes to science the consensus of scientists and, you know, doctors and whatever else so don't think, take don't take things as absolutes or universalities or true definitely true um, because like I said truths can end up becoming not self-evident and they become falsehoods or partial falsehoods or something like this so instead of using words dualities like this, like true or false, which are honestly kind of limiting when it comes to understanding. Anyways, uh, use percentiles. Um, you know, I think this is possibly 70% true. Or maybe 75% sure, Or 75% accurate. Or 75% right based on whatever metric I'm using. My morals or whatever it is. My understandings. Um, because it's not just about, you know, Fact, as in, you know, the Earth is round. It's also, it's more about, um, not not only is is it just about perceiving the fact, like your perceptions about what the fact is, but it's also about different ideas and concepts. Um, because it's easy to make the judgment, the understand, um, come to a conclusion like, a table is round, but it's another thing to come to, uh, judgments about less concrete things, like, um, um, well, that's more complicated to go into, but, uh, there are other things that are less concrete. and if you're using certain metrics like science uh, or not, not necessarily science but reason or rationality you may not necessarily come to the not necessarily the correct conclusion but to, to the conclusion that best fits the situation uh, because it's not just about this idea it's about the universality of this idea This like, it's almost like a, what happens when religious people have, um, what happens with religious people, um, they have almost like no other framework that either they will look at or are willing to look at it when they're at this extreme level of religion. And you don't have the same like, levels of dealing with things so you fail to see where the problems are so anyways I go on and on and on with this one because it's one of those problems that you can't really deal with Uh, because with things like this it's a little more complicated to point out the problems with it Um, but there are problems with it not, if not necessarily with the thing itself as much it's with you know the universality of it um, this is like almost an absolute tism ab- absolutism when it comes to this and uh, it's not necessarily about this as much as it is about just ideas and concepts and philosophies in general um, you could say you could take a idea or concept like any concept or idea. Um like free markets. There's nothing that says that free markets are an absolute good or absolute bad. There are problems with it. There are good things that happen with it. There's no like complete Oh this is good. This isn't necessary we need more of this there are some parts that are good and should and, and you know might, it might do well con- it, for an economy to uh, embody and there are some parts that aren't maybe aren't so good and maybe shouldn't be embodied as much if at all um, if possible and uh, so anyways one of those things where you can't really give concrete examples because you're not working within a specific framework. Like, at a certain level of development, you don't really have a framework so much as you have um, a roadmap. Or, not even not, even, not a roadmap, sorry. Um, like, a basic sort of understandings or principles that you're working on and, and developing uh... emphasis on developing and working on because if you just keep it with a couple of um, ideas like this you know if it's a static you know it's not necessarily going to be as, as useful so anyways This is David Speaks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.